Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. This morning is from Isaiah 55 verses 10 through 13. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. 
instead of the thorn bush, will grow pine tree. And instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise for the gospel of your evil. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. The birds came and ate it up. Some seed fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who receives the seed that fell on rocky places, the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but since he has no root, he only lasts a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. We continue with our sermon hymn, Almighty God, your word is cast.
May God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours this day in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from the gospel reading. Let's pray. Almighty God, your word is cast out into the world and use it to share, use us to share it freely and to rejoice when you and you alone bring forth a harvest. As we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our maker and our redeemer. Amen. As I said in the announcements uh, last weekend, we began a sort of a survey, if you will, of our mission, our vision statement here at St. Paul's. Uh, and so really the mission of the church, really, really the same for every church, isn't it? Uh, getting direction from Jesus at the end of the Gospel of Matthew. You've heard it a few times already in the service. Jesus said, therefore, go all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. And so for a few years now, we've had that crystallized into a, a vision statement, namely that as God's people, empowered by God's Spirit, that God uses us to be changing lives through worship, compassion, and Christian education. Last weekend, we looked at the idea of compassion and the love of Jesus that we share, uh, the love of Jesus working in us, and the love of Jesus working through us. And on this weekend, as we celebrate the ministry of Lutheran schools, I'd like us to look at this idea of Christian education as we consider this word from our Lord in Matthew chapter 13. Once there was a man who went out to sow grain. He scattered the seed in the field. Some of it fell on the path. Some of it fell on rocky ground. Some of the seed fell among the thorn bushes. But some seed fell on good soil our text. Just a show of hands, how many of you have heard of the Pareto Principle? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, you were in the church last night, so you heard that, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, I'm sure maybe you, you, you know about it, but maybe not by that name, okay? In the early 1900s, uh, uh, Vilfredo Pareto, an Italian economist, observed that 80% of the land was owned by 20% of the people, and 80% of the country's wealth was held by 20% of the people. In fact, he even started applying it to his garden where he found 80% of his peas came from 20% of his pea pods. And so it's known as the 80-20 principle, a rule of thumb a guide, this imbalance that occurs in a lot of avenues in life. Now, the numbers 80 and 20 as, as numbers aren't meant to be strictly applied to everything, but the important point is that in our lives there are certain activities that we do, 20%, that account for the majority, about 80% of our happiness and success. I mean, that's implied, uh, even been applied to congregations as well. About 80% of the volunteer time in a congregation comes from about 20% of the people. And about 20% of the congregation provides about 80% of the budget, and so on. And in today's reading from Matthew's Gospel, we hear Jesus telling this parable of the sower and the seed. Now, is Jesus giving us another example of the 80-20 principle? Because it seems that 75% of the seed failed to bear fruit, any fruit, and was wasted, while only 25% brought an extremely good harvest. Usually, Jesus' parables are set in a context that give the readers a, a clue as to what this parable might be about, but not this time. 
out of the blue, he says, once there was a man who went, to go, went out to sow some grain. And he fi finishes and says, if you have ears, then hear. No explanation at that point, no hint as to uh, about its deeper meaning and what the parable is meant to reveal about the kingdom of God or about God's grace. And along with the disciples, we sort of ask the question, Jesus, what are you trying to say here in this parable? I mean, we've heard this parable a lot of times, and, and we do have Jesus' own explanation of the parable uh, a little bit later on in the gospel there, that sort of split up there uh, in the gospel reading. But even then, Jesus doesn't conclude by saying something like, hey, be like the good soil, or, or be among the 25% who hear the word and understand it. Uh, or, or, you know, hear God's word and make sure you live it out uh, you, so that you're a part of that 20%, right, who provide 80% of the fruit for the church. He doesn't say anything like, don't be like, avoid being in the rocky soil or, or the thorny soil or where the word of God is so easily choked out and made useless to the hearer. None of that's there in our reading. I'm sure you've had a lot of Bible studies and, and maybe a lot of sermons on these different soils and, and the way the Word of God is received, uh, the dangers that we can easily fall into and uh, that make us less likely to be the, the good soil that receives the Word and so become bearers of that good fruit in our lives that God so desires. Now, I know I've preached on this passage a number of times over the years, and you can get into some interesting discussions on the application of this parable. God throws out the seed of his word, doesn't he? And, and we know from John, the gospel writer, that the word is made flesh in Jesus Christ. So God is scattering Jesus, right? His love to all. He scatters Jesus to the world. And no one is left out. He scatters that seed. There's something universal about this parable. That seed is cast out over all different kinds of soil. All of humanity is included in this. All are given the opportunity to, 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 to respond to the Father's love. Uh, maybe a point that would have struck in the sort of the craw of the religious leaders of the day. God's Son is, is cast out, sent out in the world for everyone and with a promise of new life and peace and hope that is there for everyone. I mean, it's God's plan that everyone have lives that are built on the new life that Jesus is one for all people. It's God's plan that all who are lost would be found, restoring that relationship with their Heavenly Father so that that seed is cast out, that seed is sown. It is not held back at all. It is scattered for everyone. However, in the end, Jesus describes in the parable simply a reality. When God casts out his love, by and large, it's unproductive. 75% of the time, it means hostility, unresponsiveness, discouragement, laziness, lack of trust. 25% of the time, it really achieves something. And it's just as true in our own personal lives and in the church as a whole. So what's the whole point about telling a story that's mostly about failure? Some might find this parable from Jesus a little bit discouraging, and rightly so, uh, because uh, if you're expecting sort of mass uh, uh, changes in people's lives or like a mass conversion or, or you want every politician to be a Christian or, or stadiums of people to be saved just by hearing one message. But the disciples went about preaching and baptizing in the early church and certainly they had strong support, but they also had very powerful opposition. 
that the opposition to the word was so strong, that word that they were speaking, that, that their lives were in danger. And it was the same for Jesus. A large group of followers, we read, dropped away as he preached and taught them about the kingdom of God. It was too much for him. Now, there are three things. There, there are probably more, but three will do for today. Three things that this parable tells us about sowing the seed of God's love. The first one is this. We sow the seed in a hostile world. Jesus is giving this, this reality check here when it comes to sharing God's love in a hostile world. Today's world is no different than the world the disciples lived in when it comes to receiving the good news about Jesus. I mean, if we're expecting success every single time we speak about God's word or run a program or start an activity or a study session with the aim of sharing God's love, don't be disappointed if it isn't successful in a way that you really wanted it to be. We may even think that we've won, run something very effective, uh, an event to find out that there's very little fruit that's come as a result of that. So maybe Jesus is giving us examples of weeds uh, in the ground much more than we realize. Maybe Jesus is reminding us not to be discouraged if we don't achieve success, right? Or even get off the ground in everything we attempt to, to share God's love. Now, <laughs> That's a little encouraging to me because it brings me out of sort of a, a pie in the sky kind of thinking that we Christians can get to, into sometimes, can't we? It also see the reality of what it means to be the church. Maybe even a Christian day school in the world today because we sow the seed. We sow the seed and, and sometimes it's not, not very popular. Uh, we sow the seed and, and people reject what God asked his life. We sow the seed of the word, uh, the, and people reject what God has to say about how he's created us as men and women. We sow the seed, and, and people reject what God has to say about right and wrong. You know, there's not a whole lot of gray in God's view. Sin is sin. And it's easy to look at other organizations or other churches or schools and, and get discouraged and, and start thinking that what we as a, a church and school do is insignificant. Because, hey, you know, we're not doing what they're doing. Uh, and we get in the ifs, you know, if we change this, if we do that, uh, if we, it, then the things will go better. But Jesus reminds us in this parable that sharing God's love is never going to be easy. And it's not going to provide quick results. In fact, sometimes it's going to be downright frustrating, right? As it must have been for the farmer as he looked for the harvest on the weedy and rocky ground. At times, it might seem like things are going backwards more than forwards. Like the farmer, as he looked for the germinating seeds and just saw the little small patch that was growing. It's like that for congregations and schools at times. It seems that all the seed might be falling on hard ground or rocky places where there's little fruit. We sow the seed in a hostile world. But secondly, we sow the seed knowing that there is a harvest. I mean, that's the thing we need to remember here. In the parable, there is a harvest, isn't there? We're told some seed fell on good soil, and, and they, they had that growth uh, 160, 30 times what was sown. I mean, there are successes, and we praise God for those times when we see people respond to God's love for them. Uh, this weekend, as we mentioned, begins National Lutheran Schools Week. 
Our theme this year is making disciples for life, and then, and which shows us the need to continually share this message of Jesus. And we've seen a great response in our school. We're blessed with a great faculty and support staff here at St. Paul's. The commitment of our faculty to share the love of Jesus Christ and the truth of his word. It has changed the lives of students and their families. It's a joy when we have a student, a student that comes to a teacher saying, I'd like to get baptized. It's an awesome thing. But like sowing any, uh, like any sowing of the seed, some will reject the message of Jesus. Some will respond, and, but then they'll quickly fall away when life intrudes. Some who hear the message may respond, but they might respond much later in life. Maybe they will respond at a time in the future, at a time and place that is unknown to us. We may never know the impact we have made in the lives of students and their families as they move on into high school and college and move out of state. But remember, the seed has been planted. The Holy Spirit will nurture that seed. And at that right time, there will be a harvest as that person responds to the love of God and Jesus Christ. But the reality also is there will be those seeds that do not take root and there is no harvest. But listen to me, that should never deter us from sowing the seed in the first place, right? Let me say that again. Just because there's some that will reject it, that should never deter us or stop us from sowing the seed in the first place. People in our church and school and beyond respond to the seed of God's word and, and love in many and various ways. God's love touches their lives. He makes changes to their attitudes and relationships with other people. And more importantly, their relationship with their heavenly father. The seed that the founders of this congregation planted back in 1859, 164 years ago, and in 1864, 159 years ago, when we started the Christian day school, those seeds are now bearing a harvest in ways they never could have imagined. Our Lutheran school has been God's instrument of sharing the means of grace with every student and family for over 159 years. God's children serve as teachers in our school, and they've been called to make disciples for life. It can be so easy to focus on the wrong things, can it? In the end, in spite of our failings and in spite of the hostility and the apathy in our world in response to Jesus, there will always be a harvest. And God tells us it's going to be a lot bigger than we think. We sow the seed knowing there's a harvest. Which leads me to the last point I want to make. We sow the seed without limit or restriction. You know, in the parable, God liberally supplies that seed, doesn't he? And there, 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 there may be a limit to our energy. There may be a limit to our patience as we wait for results. There may be a limit to our love as we are tested how far we will go. There may be a limit to our commitment to just keep on going. But one thing's for sure, there is no limit to what God can do through the outpouring of his love through us. In spite of the apparent poor success uh, rate of sowing the seed and getting it to reach the point of the harvest, God keeps on sowing anyway, doesn't he? We're privileged as individuals and as a church to be a part of that. 
God keeps on scattering the seed of his beloved Christ and encourages you and me to not give up, but to keep on. Keep on teaching Sunday school and sharing the message of Jesus. Keep on, teachers, keep on teaching scripture lessons to children in your classrooms. Keep on serving those who are sick and elderly and encourage them with God's word of love and hope. Keep on scattering that seed and, and teaching your kids and your grandkids about Jesus and his love for them. Keep on being a part of the children's ministry, the, the youth ministry, the, 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 the caring ministry, and the Bible study. Keep on encouraging one another with the promises of God. Keep on serving and remembering that God will do his work in his field, in his time. Keep on serving that God may continue to use you and me to be changing lives through worship, compassion, in Christian education, there will be a harvest. And it's not for us to determine who will successfully grow and who won't. We're simply called to assist the farmer in casting the seed. We sow the seed without limit or restriction. Changing lives through Christian education. That's part of our vision at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School. And all of you are part of that mission as we share the good news of Jesus Christ. We sow the seed, yes, in a hostile world. We sow the seed, but we know there is a harvest. We sow the seed without limit or restriction. God the farmer will continue to keep on scattering the seed of his love over everyone. And as his children were privileged to be a part of this wonderful garden of growth. May God give us all ears to hear that word. And may God give us the strength, the boldness, and the encouragement to share that seed to the world and to all people. Amen. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Dear friends, God has used uh, St. Paul's to make uh, disciples as a school for over 159 years church for 164 years. God calls you and me to scatter the seed of his word. I want you to think about the person who maybe scattered the seed of that word in your life. I mean, we can rejoice how God has worked in us. We can, uh, we can see how God's word works in us and it really moves you and me to share that message and give thanks with our praise, with our offerings, our tithes, the giving of our time, talents, and treasures. And so your gifts, your offerings as a as a, help us as a church and as a school to share that message of love, to scatter that seed uh, uh, year in and year out with more people that they might be part of God's harvest field. So we thank you for those generous gifts that you give. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.